In a world of conflicting values, when questions are more common than answers, God's Word provides everything we need to live a God-centered, truth-driven life. Now, here's the Word for Life broadcast, brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Welcome everybody back to the Word for Life. Good morning to you. Do That's we great. really know it's morning for them it right is now? It's morning, and uh, for some, they might have worked all night and they're on the way home. And, True. Uh, so wherever you are right now, uh, listening to us, thank you for joining us. We're really glad to have you. Uh, we've been in the uh, book of Joshua for quite some time, and uh, we left off last at Joshua chapter 8. And uh, we're going to take a little break from we're Joshua We're going to take a break week. from it, um, mm-hmm. because right now is a big, uh, big week for us at Brookside with our missions conference, missionaries coming in. And we would like for some of you to to really hear uh, of what's going on all over the world, yeah. here in the States and all over the world. And so um, we, uh, we'll take a break from Joshua, but we'll get back to it. Well, thank you for joining us. That is uh, lead pastor, uh, Ken Keltner, right there from Brookside Baptist Church. And uh, also, speaking of pastors, we have our, uh, our, our former first full-time pastor at Brookside with us, who also is part of the missions conference this week, mm-hmm. Bill Jones from uh, New York City with uh, New York Gospel Ministry, and he's with us today as well. We're glad to have you, Bill. Really nice to have you. It's a joy to be here and come back home. Yeah, well, we, we, we look at it that way. And uh, New York City, and uh, you've been there how long now? 18 years in the city. 18 wow. years. Yep. That's a and, long time. Uh, the, I remember it was 2006. I just got here to Brookside in March of 2006. And that summer they said, you're heading to New York City to work with a, a group of uh, college, single-age young, young people to, uh, to work with Bill Jones. And I don't think I'd ever even met you up at that point. And, uh, and I, was, uh, I was like, well, okay, here we go, New York, <laughs> New York, here we come. And you, uh, it was at the Angel House. You had the Angel House. Yes, on the east side of town. Yeah. Yep. And, um, man, we just got in and jumped right in there. And, and uh, we'll, we'll get into it in just a little bit. But you have, uh, uh, you're, you're, you're a carpenter. And so you made some great um, replicas of the Old Testament tabernacle furniture, the furnishings, you know, from the. Ark of the Covenant to the menorahs to, and uh, you take that out, and we're going to get into that in just a moment as you're able to talk with Jewish people there in in New York City. But first of all, let's go back to, um, you know, what what led you and Jill uh, to uh, New York City? Well, New York was never on our radar. Matter of Mm -hmm. fact, we were helped reestablish a church in Western North Carolina in Hendersonville, and thought we were going to spend the rest of our life there. And then the director of the Covenant Mercy Mission mm-hmm. from New York City came, visited us that Sunday, told us about the ministry. I'd known about it, knew he was a mm-hmm. minister up there. But we took him out to lunch, and we were see- seated at lunch across the table, and he looked at me, and he said, Bill, I believe you're my replacement in New York City. Wow. And I laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from Hendersonville to New York City was just like what we experienced from Denver, Colorado to Dunbar, Wisconsin, because we went up to work at the Northland Baptist Bible College, and then we came down here to uh, Milwaukee at Brookside. But you talk about culture change, Hendersonville, North Carolina to New York City, that's culture change. Three of my four neighbors in Hendersonville were New Yorkers. Oh, really? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes, three surrounding. Uh, one of them was a Jewish couple, 
And the lady started attending our services there in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Hmm. And so, um, obviously, God used uh, this man to put that thought in your head, even though you laughed about it. And how long was it before you thought, whoa, this isn't a laughing matter. God's actually going to be moving us. Well, I tell you what, prior to that conversation, one of the friends I had in college called me up on the phone. He said, Bill, would you come to New York City and take a church I planted in Brooklyn? I want to plant another church in Manhattan. I was on the phone less than five minutes with him, and I said, there's no way I'm leaving Western North Carolina and going to Brooklyn, New York. I should have said, there's no way I'm leaving Western North Carolina and going to the Bahamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes uh, the Lord uses all all things to begin to move you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually went through a health scare that time in my life. God used that, thinking maybe we had just a few more years of effective ministry. And my wife and I had to make a decision. Are we going to stay here in Western North Carolina, or is the Lord trying to draw us to New York City? And we really believe that's what he had for our life. Mm -hmm. You actually go from, are we going to leave the comfortable surroundings here in Western North Carolina that we call home and go to say we're going to be committed to wherever God wants us to go? And I find, um, you know, Jack and, and Bill, I find that that is something that believers are hesitant. Yeah, I'm committed. You know, well, what about commitment to this? I mean, it could be something as small as teaching a Sunday school. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but committed to actually move and go to a whole new culture, a whole new surrounding, and be involved in the lives of people. And you've been there now 18 years, and God's used you in a great way in the lives of people. Um, we, we've we had several trips go to New York City, and I know the, the benefit. Because you, you, you left what Angel House was on the east side of the city. Yes. And now, and so tell us how you've gotten to where you're almost like right there by Madison Square Garden now. Oh, yes. And, you know, it's just a God thing, Ken. You start looking at how the Lord leads, how the Lord directs. And the mission uh, had to sell its building on the east side. They were in debt when we came, uh, significant debt. And we did not know after the sale of the building where we were going to go. But the owners of the current building that we're using today approached us. They came to us and asked us whether or not we would like to use their facility And once the building sold, God opened up this new space. It's on the west side of town, literally, like you say, right around the corner from Madison Square Garden, uh, right in the middle of Penn South Housing. Mm. And uh, in God's grace and providence, that's where we are today. There is no debt, and uh, we have use of that building 24-7-365. <laughs> well, that's wow. incredible. And that the 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 Penn what did you call that the Penn, Penn, Penn South Penn oh. South it's south of Penn Station yeah a community yeah and that's those huge high rise apartments yes. mm-hmm. I mean how many people do they think live right there There's two thousand apartments in wow. Penn South housing wow. and that's like right across the street from the church Yes literally literally wow. we are sitting right in the middle of this housing complex which the city built little over 50 years ago, and their intention was to take that church building through eminent domain. And they fought the city of New York, 
and God spared that space. But that space has God's stories over and over again, how the Lord has spared that space from being taken. Um, uh, it was going to be sold to a utility company, and God spared it from being sold. It was going to be taken by the city through eminent domain. God spared it again. They tried to burn it down in 1973, and God spared it again. It's just a tremendous location. I remember, yeah. You, know, you think about eminent domain, and, you know, I've been through real estate school, um, but, you know, that that's usually one of these things where it's like, okay, there's the final say-so, end of story, yeah. and it's you clear lo- you, you lose what wasn't. you had. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember you sharing, even with our church family here, was it the city planner or something you had to go see? And and, and incredible how you just, you know, they kept giving you the runaround, but then you ran right into the guy. I think that you needed to share, share that story. That, is, that, that again, when you talk about it's a God thing and it's God orchestrating it, what a story. Yeah, we have had to face a lot of opposition there in the city from groups that don't love God, don't love the gospel, don't love the people of God. And uh, uh, many uh, times they come against you using government agencies. And so this individual wanted to use the building department to come yeah, against us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had six inspections from the building department. <laughs> and um, and one of those times, I literally had to go speak. I was told I had to go speak with the building commissioner because I had an inspector show up and say, you must stop illegal use immediately. We had taken all the old pews out of that building. They were rickety and full of splinters. And so showed up, wrote me a violation, stop use immediately. So you couldn't meet? Couldn't that, meet. Yeah. Hmm. And because... Uh, there wasn't any, quote, occupancy permit displayed anywhere or another permit you have to have in the city if you have 75 people or more. And so I called up the – it was a Friday afternoon. I called up the building department, and I got a man on the phone, told him my dilemma. He said, well, there's only one person who can reverse this, and it's the building commissioner. He's not in right now. Oh, come, yeah. come in on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. And so I was down in the office on a Monday, first thing in the morning – and wanted to see him. His secretary said I you, you couldn't see him until um, uh, th- two weeks later. And to make a long story short, after going from one department to the next, I went back to see her one final time. And as I'm standing there to see her, up the hallway walks a tall, distinguished man. And something inside of me said, that's the building commissioner mm. of Manhattan. <laughs> He comes to the desk, stops, looks at his secretary, and, and speaks with her. And then he turns to me and he says, what's up? How about that? <laughs> he brought me back into his office, and God oversaw all of that, and that, that uh, violation was dismissed. Hmm. Oh, and that, that's just powerful. I remember when you told us that, um, I, was, I mean, there was this rejoicing going on. How many years ago was that? Uh, that would have been about uh, 2015. Yeah. And you, it just seems like you've had these constant attacks, you know, to, to shut you down. Because one aspect, and we'll get into it maybe in our next broadcast, I want, I want to hit the, the, uh, what you've done with Trader Joe's and the food pantry and how many people you actually serve. And then you have an evangelistic chapel, correct? Yes. Is that... That's probably before they get into line to get the, the food? 
No, what, the way we do it, Ken, is they'll bring a cart, a large cart or a small cart, and we'll put it in a tunnel next to our building, and they'll go in for the chapel. And so while they're seated in the chapel, we're loading their cart. Oh, wow. So that after the chapel, it's ready for them. Uh, Isn't that incredible? How, how many people do you have to help volunteer to load those carts? Because how many carts would you have? Uh, the course of a week, we'll serve over 300 families at our location. Wow. And so we have quite a few volunteers. And uh, the, the hardest work is actually done the night before. Yeah, because you have to go pick all the food up, correct? Every day of the week, we're picking up food from three Trader Joe's stores in Manhattan. Wow. And so how um, – we'll, we'll get into this in the next broadcast, but Trader Joe's, they obviously know it's a church and what you're doing with this, and uh, they must either be excited about this or promoting it, or they're, they're, they're glad that you're doing that? Once again, that's a God story. Okay, we're, we'll get into that. We're about out of time. We're, we're going to get into that because, Bill, uh, I think it's important for believers to hear that the God we serve is still the miraculous working God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen. And he's still working miracles today. And, uh, boy, we're just glad you and Jill are here and uh, just a great time uh, at our missions conference. If you don't have uh, a place to go on this Sunday, uh, we're going to conclude our missions conference. And so we'd love to have you. And so I trust that you have a great day, and we look forward to the next time we're able to be with you. We hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have a question we can answer or would like information on the Word for Life, would like to donate to help continue to produce this broadcast, or need resources for your Christian walk, contact us at Brookside Baptist Church, 4470 North Pilgrim Road, Brookfield, Wisconsin, 53005. You can also visit us at brooksidebc.org. That's brooksidebc.org. Or call us at 262-783-6180. That's 262-783-6180. Thanks for listening today, and please tune in again as we bring the Word of God to your life.